we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Changing things for the new year may require us to be uncomfortable and come out of our emotional, um, emotional safe zones. What is an emotional safe zone? That's where you keep to yourself, close yourself up, and not allow anybody else in for fear of being hurt. You got to come, look, somebody say, you got to come out of there. Remember that old song the saints used to sing, come out of that corner? You can't hide. hide. Come out of that corner. Somebody would just jump up. Come out of that corner. So when you come into fellowship, there's no need to come in, there's no need to sneaking in the church. And I mean, before the benediction is over, ah, you in the car. Man, you in the car. Because the last church I was at, man, wasn't nothing but mess. Wasn't nothing but, I'm told, when I come to this, I'm sneaking and I'm creeping. I'm bobbing and weaving. Those are emotional safe zones. And we do that with people in our lives. We do that with relatives and friends and stuff. We just hold ourselves back for fear of being hurt. Psalms 19 and 45, 19 and 145 says, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I will keep thy statutes. Now you read this and you probably say, now what did that have to do with what he just said? It's the first part of it. I cried with what? See, what David is saying here is that there was no part of me that wasn't exposed. I literally cried with my whole heart, meaning every part of me was open to God. And that's how we have to be. You cannot keep a part for yourself. A safe zone, a safe place. This is just mine right here. No, you got to cry with your whole heart to get rid of emotional safe zones. Our safety should not be in our own ability, but our safety should be in the word. We should trust God enough to give him everything. And I'm not telling you to give people everything. I'm not saying that, but we trust God enough to give him everything and he'll bring the right people in our lives. Amen. Everybody's not going to do you wrong. Many times when we have been hurt or experienced pain in our lives, we retreat into our own heads and hide, never allowing it to happen again. But this causes us to be reclusive and deny ourselves true fellowship with others. Let me say that again. Many times we've been hurt or experienced pain. We retreat in our own heads and hide. Never allowing it to happen again. So we're trying to become our own protectors by retreating because people have done us wrong. But this causes us to be reclusive and deny ourselves true fellowship. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants us divided because that's division. Hebrews 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about people that forsake the assembling of others. That's why he said that's how some people are. But we're not like that. We're not going to forsake that. But we're going to continue to exhort one another. Amen? When we do not allow ourselves to get to know others, then we are forced to pass judgment on them with little to no real information. I'm always misunderstood. Well, that's because don't nobody know you. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Everything good? Yeah. All right, man. How's the family? 
You enjoying yourself? Yeah. Marshawn Lynch? You all right? Yeah. And then they're talking about me. Well, they're not talking about you. Some, they're just asking around to see if anybody know what you up to. Because you won't talk. Amen? So people have to pass judgment. We have to figure you out. Security has to figure you out. Amen. They have to have a meeting. Okay, well, he said, yeah, to me three times. How many times did he tell you? Well, he said, yeah, and okay to me. Well, he said, dude, what is he up to? We need to watch him. And then everybody watching you. Why is everybody watching me? Because nobody know you. You won't talk. So we have to pass judgment on you just to decide what you up to. Y'all are laughing and y'all know I'm telling the truth. Let somebody fall in here like that. Nobody know what you up to. We need to get to know you. This causes us to become cynical and uncaring. So when you don't reveal yourself to people, then you always think people are up to something. That's cynical. You think people are motivated by selfish, a, a selfish motive. That's what cynical means. So you begin to look at everybody and just think that everyone is looking at you. And that's because you don't talk. You don't fellowship. Amen. It's important. Shake somebody's hand after service. When we do the ABC song, y'all, that's not a ritual. Go to somebody and greet them and meet them. Talk to them. Get out of your head. You go crazy in there. Amen. Because see, it's more than just church and the desire to fellowship in your head. You got hurt, pain from years ago, everything that was ever done to you, what everyone said you didn't like, feelings hurt, whatever it is, low esteem, all that stuff is swimming around in your head. You need to come out of there. James 4 and 11. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, then thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. So basically God is telling us right here, don't, don't pass judgment on one another. But it, if you won't give people anything of yourself, then people will pass judgment on you. And sometimes it's unjust just because they don't know you. You see what I'm saying? So we need that interaction. That's how we get to know each other. That way we don't pass false judgment on people. People leave church because of that. But trust issues will prevent it a lot of times. Avoiding hurt by shunning friendships and fellowship make us dangerous or make us a danger to the body of Christ. When we cannot love others as ourselves, then we cannot be a true believer. So if we're shunning friendships and fellowships, fellowshipping, that makes us a danger. Yes, it does. It makes us the enemy of the body. First John 3 and 10. And his, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his what? His brother. So brotherly love is very, very important in a fellowship. Loving your brother, loving your neighbor as yourself, really loving each other. That means we take our mouths off people. Quit talking about people that's different than you. Amen. And some people, you have no idea who they are or what's going on in their life. So we need to, we can't pass judgment on them either. Amen. We can't have a ringside seat in service. Observing, taking notes so we can go and talk about people. The enemy caused the pain in our past to make us lose faith in the brethren. This will usually cause us to 
distrust people and forces us to live as our own authority. And that's when it's bad. That's when it's bad when you stop trusting people and you become your own authority. That means you sit back, pass judgment on people, act the way you want to act, and then you chalk it up to, well, that's just the way I am. Proverbs 15 and 12. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. Boy, that's deep. A scorner is not going to go in, around anybody that's going to check them. They're not going to go around anybody that's going to check them or challenge them or say, hey, brother, you know, you, you, you might need to do something about that. Hey, sister, you know, you don't have to talk about everybody. You know, I mean, you don't really know them. I'm leaving. I'm offended. Amen. They don't want to be around anyone that's going to reprove them. Amen. Amen. And they're not going to go around wisdom either. Where there's wisdom, fools scatter. When we are our own authority, we begin to feel we are better off without others. Yeah, when we're our own authority, we begin to feel we're better off without others. Nobody can hurt us. Nobody can bother us. We just keep to ourselves. But then we will eventually begin to feel we are better than others. That's, that's what comes next. So the minute you withdraw yourself and be your own authority, you start feeling like, you know what? I don't need friends. I don't want no more friends. Friends hurt me. People do you wrong, whatever. I'm just going to stick to myself. It's just me, myself, and I. But then you start looking at people that try to approach you and you start finding fault in them to justify why you are your own authority. Y'all see what I'm saying? And this is the birthplace of pride. Then you begin to feel you're better than other people. First Peter 5 and 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject what? So, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. See, we have a problem sometimes with younger people. We got a church full of young people. I mean, everybody in here is 40 and under, almost. Just a lot of people. Few of us are older than 40, but a lot of us are under 40. So we got some very young people. So when some of these seasoned people that have been in the faith for a while come to you and talk to you, they're not your equal. They're your elder. Amen. And so there's no need of you trying to Level the playing field all the time because somebody's making you uncomfortable. I don't care how old you are. We're talking about how old you are in the faith. There's a difference. Amen. You could be an old fool. Been saved a year. Anybody got saved when they was 60? Man, I'm glad you got saved, but man. You spent a whole lot of years dumb. I just heard the gospel. Just now? (laughs) What was you doing when it was going forth? Amen. But people are going to come to you and that's the first thing you look at. The first thing. When they come talk to you, if they come in and talk to you and it's from the Lord, and they're older, the first thing you ought to think about is, well, this person is a little more mature in the faith, or this person is where I'm trying to be. So I'm going to give them this space to talk to me. Amen? This person's a little seasoned. That don't take anything away from you. That's helping you to get seasoned. Don't mean they're not going to make mistakes. 
And that's the first thing a person does when they're trying to level the playing field. They start trying to look for mistakes in the person. Yeah. Brother, you can't really talk to me because, you know, you, you know, you, you've had some issues in your past. If this person has spent time in the faith, then maybe they know something that can help you. Amen. If you're single and they come to you, sister, uh, you know, you, 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 your dress is a little, little tight. Amen. You might need to let the hem out of it <laughs> everywhere. She thinks she's somewhere, you know. I, no, that's somebody trying to protect you and help you. Amen. And there's no need of getting mad and leaving. I mean, but you're supposed to submit yourselves unto the elder. That's the first thing he said. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Meaning the person that is more mature in the faith, you should submit yourselves to them and listen to them. Then he says, submit unto uh, uh, one to another and be clothed with what? Humility. So if everybody's clothed with humility, then nobody has a problem right. when someone approaches them. Even if we get checked, it rolls off our back because we're not holding nothing against anybody because they saw something that we needed to change. Amen. Amen. But a lot of times folks have gotten their feelings hurt. And I keep telling you this, and I'm going to say it every Sunday if I have to. If you're mad at your mama and daddy, then can't nobody in here help you. Because that's, right. exactly. that's where it starts. If you've got animosity and an issue with your mama and daddy and you fought them, you fought your mama all the way here and moved here, you don't like your mama, you don't like your brother, you don't like your family, then you're not going to make it here. You're going to have an issue with everyone here. You can't submit to your own parents. How are you going to submit to some dude? Freckle-faced dude you don't know. You can't submit to people you know, have known all your life. Gave you life. Clothed you when you didn't have clothes. Fed you when you didn't have food. You're going to treat them like a chump. Oh, I know how you're going to treat me. Talk to your mama any kind of way. Cussing her out. Telling her I give you up. And that woman gave birth to you? I already know what's going to happen when you get mad at me. Some folks don't want to hear this. No, you ain't going to fall off an ABC and hide under a seat until you get mad. Because, see, that's all it is. Just the minute you get mad, the minute I don't talk to you, I, I come up and, and speak. And sometimes I don't see people, y'all. I just don't see people. Can we get that straight? <laughs> sometimes I just don't see you. It's not that I looked through you and saw something spiritual happening and moved my eyes to the... It's not even that deep. I walked by you and did not see you. Man, I've gotten five, six page emails. What I do with them long emails, I just look at the end. If I can't get what I need from that end, I just delete it. It's too long. I'm not reading nothing long. If it's some research or something, good. Just send me a long research. I read the research. I, I can do that. But man, your personal, all of that, <laughs> that belongs in the trash. All of it. Sometimes I delete. And when you had said that you said, <laughs> I'm not reading. I'm not. I'm letting you know now. I'm putting you on notice. 
You walked right by me Sunday. And I think if you was a man of God, you would have stopped and said something. I had my hand up. I'm still there. I, my hand's still up. I'm still at the church. I knew you was crazy. You're not that important. Amen. That's for Facebook and oh, you put all that stuff on there and get likes and live your life that way. I'm not liking it. I'm not reading it. I appreciate it. We got some people who send me very good research stuff, very good information that helps me. But don't be sending me, man. First, let me tell you, I like what you're doing. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you... <laughs> no you don't because I know something's coming next I like what you're doing I really appreciate your veracity as you do what you do for the Lord but and, and here's the key it's bigger than that for all of us this is big bringing people into the kingdom do you know the information that you're getting here is changing two or three generations yes, sir. It's bigger than your attitude while you sitting here. You better get with the program and get the door. It's bigger than that. It's changing everything. Some of you got married in here. You met your wife and husband in here. Amen. You happy, brother? Brother Cain got him a woman. Look at her. Got a woman. He ain't got no problem with nothing. Like y'all better not be talking about pastor. I put these hands on you because he, he's starting a family. When they have children, their children going to grow up. All that he's learned, they're going to implement it in there. That changed the generation. Just like that. I'm sure his insight and his wife's insights are a little different from their parents. Am I right? <laughs> you don't have to look like that. But it's a little different. So they take what they know. They still go love them. But they take what they know, begin to make some edits and some changes. Man, that's changing generations. The kids don't have to deal with any of the stuff they dealt with. Am I right? That's why they're in here. You see what I'm saying? A bunch of marriages originated in here. And you're going to come against that and try to stop that? Because you mad because somebody didn't shake your hand? Though we are all different, we are all members of the body of Christ. And though we may have been hurt, we should not punish those that mean well. And desire to be in fellowship with us. So regardless of what you went through before you got here. You're not in that place anymore. Amen. People love you. People will genuinely love you in here. There are some people in here. God has given them the spirit of love. The ability to nourish you. In areas where you haven't had it before. So don't buck the system. Amen. My wife is a nourisher. That's what she does. That's just, that's just how she operates. She's always thinking about doing for somebody. People hurt her, take advantage of her, whatever. She don't stop and she don't let me stop. And I want to sometimes. Amen. Because folks crazy. See, because people forget that you are human. You have a life. You have struggle. You have issue. You have all that. People forget that. They think I'm Superman and she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. So they think anytime they call, Pastor, I saw a monster come out my closet. I can't sleep. And if you don't answer it, 
come to church. How you doing? <laughs> that monster got me. <laughs> I just want to let you know, all these scratches, all these scratches, see, you didn't call me back. in here mean well mean well and look everyone's gonna hurt you everyone it just feels different when you know they did that that they really meant well amen well, you know people are male well-meaning so if they hurt you you'd be like ah oh, you know okay i understand we good you know that's those that mean well romans 12 and 5 so we being many are one body in christ and every one members one to another. That means that we need each other. Amen. We need each other. We're all a part of God's family. Amen. There's nothing wrong with separating yourself from those that mean you harm. Amen. Get out of the line of fire. If your husband is beating you, get ye away from there. Get us thou away. He crazy. Save your life. Amen. Call the cops. Call 911. Amen. Don't you text me and or, or come in here talking about it. We don't want to hear it. We're going to tell you 911. Amen. Because if you end up dead, I don't want it on me. So you call the cops because he's crazy. Amen. I didn't say divorce him. I said call the cops. Amen. But there's nothing wrong with separating yourself from that kind of thing. Amen. And it's nothing wrong with separating yourself from people that mean you harm. So if people just doing you dirty and they have no conscience about it, they ain't got to be their friend and have them over your house. They don't even need your phone number. You know, folks full of mess and stuff, I think you can't have my number. It's a privilege to have my phone number. Isn't it? So everybody can't have it. Amen. And everybody know how to get, anybody trying to get in contact with me knows how to contact me contact me just email me and if I want to I'll email you back can I can I choose that too I sent you eight emails and you never responded so I'm sure you didn't get them yes I did I got all of them then why did you respond because I didn't want to Jesus would have responded <laughs> Jesus didn't have no MacBook he didn't have it that's why he didn't have, I'm trying to tell you, that's why they didn't have technology during that period. They didn't want it. Jesus could have picked up a rock and turned it into an iPad. He didn't want it. He didn't want to be contacted. He didn't want to be bothered. Yeah, he just got away from folks all the time. Man, I'm going to the mountain. Don't nobody follow me. Get back. Dealing with people? So you got to separate yourself from people that mean you or your family harm. Amen? Amen? Nothing wrong with that. But we should never allow them to cause us to lose faith in all brethren because everybody's not crazy. Amen? But when we become reclusive and retreat to our own heads, then we begin to label everyone like that. Just because we were hurt before. No, you're going to have to trust some people. You got to give some people a chance. Amen? Amen? Amen. Romans 14 and 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou uh, set at not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So, amen. We, gotta, we can't just go around 
believing that everyone is here to do us harm or do us dirty. And that's a cynical spirit. That comes a lot of times when you leave churches. That spirit will follow you when you left the church. If you were at a church, especially if you grew up in it, and then something tragic happened, you left that church, that spirit followed you. Cynicism. So it'll hold you back until you decide to break it. And say, you know what? I'm not going to let what other people did affect what's going on right now. Amen? You got to do that in your relationship. Yes, you do. You can't let what your old boyfriend, that's why you shouldn't have had any boyfriends. Because they affect how you treat your husband. Shouldn't have had girlfriends. That's what they, they affect how you treat your wife. You're judging her based on what happened before her. And that's not fair. Man, I'm preaching in here. Amen? And the same with relationships with people. What happened in the old church? What happened in the old, you know, this and that and this. No, you got to shake that stuff off. Amen? And that's why a lot of times, if you're going to move forward, you you got to cut some of the old stuff off. I'm changing that. So I'm not going to let all the old hurt and all the old pain. God's people are what makes up the body of Christ. And we should be open to receiving them into our lives no matter what others may have done to us. Everyone deserves a fair chance to be in our lives. This is true love for God's people. Luke 17 and 3. Take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. But if he repent, do what? Forgive him. him. Now, in order to rebuke him, he has to be your brother. Amen? If he walks away from the fellowship because he rebuked you, I mean, because you rebuked him, then he wasn't your brother. See, a brother can handle rebuke and remain in the fellowship. Right? You don't leave the family because you got a whooping. Amen? Don't run away from home because you got a whooping. So when we get... When we get rebuked in here, somebody come up to you, say something, mention, hey, hey, sister, you know, you, you know, you, you mention you, the way you may be dressing or the brother, you know, you, you kind of put some stuff up on Facebook. I saw it, brother. And, you know, that's that was a little risky. You know, I mean, you might not ought to talk like that for other people to hear because, you know, you represent the body of Christ and this and that. And that. Man, if that's going to make you leave, then you wasn't here. That's right. That's right. You wasn't here. And I guarantee you. If something like that makes you leave this fellowship, you're mad at your mom and daddy. That's what it is. That's what it always boils down to. You got a problem with authority. Your mama or your daddy. Somebody in your family you're upset with. Because you can't handle rebuke from anyone in an authoritative position. You'd leave your job if you wasn't getting paid. I quit. Oh, well, no, I got this cell phone bill. But you want to quit every time somebody on the job tell you something. Every time anybody reprimands you for anything. Amen. Now, if you have a problem with people telling you, talking to you or something like that, we can help you. We can help you get over that because I know exactly what that is. That's just built up anger, animosity towards somebody or something that happened in your past. That can be dealt with. But you have to be willing to deal with it. Amen. Because what it's going to do, it's going to cause you to always go off on people when they enter your safe zone. When they enter that emotionally safe zone, you're going to always go off. It's like an alarm because you got an electrified fence. you got a drawbridge. you got alligators swimming in the water. You ain't let nobody in. Because of some hurt or something that happened to you. And as soon as somebody bring it up, oh no. But we have to deal with these things so that we can be in fellowship with each other. Amen. Luke 17 and 3. 
Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, do what? Rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Summary. In order to truly fellowship with others, we must be secure in ourselves. Amen. Amen. You want to know how to get secure in yourself? Go get your relationship right with your mother or your father. That's what you do. Fix that. Look at somebody and say, fix that. That needs to be fixed. That needs to be fixed. First and foremost, you need to do that. Amen. I don't care if that's your mother-in-law and she always telling you everything you're doing wrong. You get some understanding. Man, you can't hate her and be married to her daughter. Man, I just said something. How you gonna hate her? That's her mama. You can't. You're gonna have to work that out with some understanding. Have to figure that out. Though we may have been hurt by people that we trusted, we should continue to trust. Though we may have been done wrong by someone that we love, we should continue to love. We cannot allow the enemy to use people to stop godly attributes from shining through us. God's spiritual fruit should always what? Take precedent. No matter how painful the situation may have been. We must realize that the devil is going to always use people to hurt you. Many will say things they should not say and do things they should not do. But we cannot label everyone for the sins of a few. There are people that desire true fellowship and godly relationships with you that will not hurt you. They will not be envious or jealous of you. And they can be trusted. There are so many good people that mean you no harm. We must continue to embrace like-minded believers to stay strong in the faith and strengthen each other. Proverbs 27 and 17. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.